With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Tyreek Hill with a touchdown for the Chiefs. Fourth quarter just underway. Kansas City leading the Patriots 13-3. The other Monday nighter, the regularly scheduled Monday nighter, Green Bay and Atlanta just kicking off about 90 seconds into the game. No score. Baseball playoffs. Yankees now up 2-1 on the Rays. That's in the fourth. Earlier, the Astros take down the A's 10-5. The National League Series, Division Series, will start tomorrow. Draft coverage tomorrow on 6.30. Chet starts at four. First round of the draft. Bob Stoffer and I will be at the 6.30. Chet Broadcasting Compound. Jack Michaels and Rob Brown will be checking in. We'll take you through the first round. The Oilers scheduled to pick. 14th and judging by what Ken Holland said today likely to keep that pick he certainly ruled out moving up all right uh, oh and the, tonight in half an hour this is good the double e coaches show with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott that is back Scott Milanovic was pretty uh pretty passionate about it when I talked to him when the CFL season was canceled he said we don't want to go away we want to try to uh, engage fans be in the community when it's safe so he wants to do the coaches show so but they won't have uh, games to talk about, but I'm sure Scott will tell stories from his career, maybe talk a little uh, NFL, and uh, we will roll from there. going to be fun with him and Morley. Here's a gentleman who's always fun to talk to, a former player with the double E, now our in-game analyst for the games on 6-3 Chet. It is the one and only Blake Dermott. Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Reed. Thanks for having me on. Now, do I have you in your easy chair where you're able to watch your beloved Patriots still? Well, I'm uh, I am watching the game, and uh, I, I I haven't watched the whole game, but uh, the uh, the Patriots have a chance to get a close here on the uh, eight yard line right now. So um, they've got a, a pass interference, and now they're down to the five. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're well, they're without Cam Newton, obviously. You know, is is Hoyer not playing anymore? Because I have the no. sound down. Yeah, I've got the sound down too, but uh, it's not Hoyer in their quarterback. Um, it's. Um, uh, I, I, I've only seen his name uh, the back of his jersey. It starts with an S, but uh, um, I can't remember who he is. There's been nobody that's played any games there for uh, for 16 that's, years, so that's, I don't know who it thing. is. Well, didn't they have some games with Brady where they didn't even dress a backup a couple of years ago? Well, that might have been the case, uh, but uh, they always had uh, Edelman who could throw the ball too, so they always had somebody that uh, if they had to, they could put him in. Jarrett Stidham, S-T-I-D-H-A-M is his name. So there you go. Interesting stuff. Well, it's funny, too. I wanted to talk to you about all the high-scoring games. Patriots do get a touchdown here, so it's 13-9. I wanted to talk to you about all the high-scoring games. And, of course, this Monday nighter with the Chiefs is is quite low-scoring. But you know what, Blake? This has been a conversation for several years in the NFL. More passing, more points, more pace. And I feel like this season, more than ever, we're really seeing it explode. I mean, Cleveland and Dallas... Uh, was 49-38, and even though it was an 11-point difference, you're watching that one till almost the final second to make sure nothing crazy happens. 
Well, yeah, and, and you know when you you have a quarterback in uh, Dak Prescott who throws for 503 yards and uh, and 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 you don't win the game. That's that's uh, a credit to two things: uh, the other team's offense abilities and uh, and the fact that neither team thinks that defense is part of the game. Um, you know, they and I know I know Dallas has got some injuries and they've been they've been knocked around a little bit, but uh, boy, when you put up those kinds of numbers, you gotta you gotta win a game um, and. Uh, the, uh, it, it seems to be the case around the league right now. One of the things that I've noticed is there's been an awful lot of injuries, and, and people have said it's because there hasn't been preseason games and, and you know guys are jumping right into it, and uh, they, they don't get their bodies into a game tempo. But when you consider that when they play four exhibition games, some teams play five in the past, that they, they – uh, um, a lot of those veteran guys don't play anyways a ton. It's, it's all about making co- – uh, so it's, but I think that has to have something to do with it. it that they, uh, with the number of injuries that we've seen, um, that this has impacted the the defensive play. But also, boy, offenses and, and the NFL has made uh, a number of uh, uh, rule changes and, and to, to be able to increase offense over the the last number of years. But uh, the offenses are so complex now. The offenses are so diverse, and uh, you know when you consider that. The, the MVPs of the league used to always be running backs, and uh, now running backs don't get drafted until the third round a lot of times. So, so it's 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 really become a passing game, and the emphasis is on the the big the big offensive line that can block and a quarterback that can be mobile, and uh, as well as you know, big 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 uh, receivers out there. Okay, you touched on a few things that I want to expand on. So I, I just jotted down some notes here. The, the preseason point you make, Blake, is an interesting one because you're right. To me, four or five preseason games is outrageous. The CFL only has two, and we've seen game. I mean, we saw Mike Riley play like half a quarter one year out of the two preseason games. So it's not as if players were getting a huge, but you're saying any sort of tune-up, even if you only play a half or three quarters, might have been better than nothing like maybe even two preseason games for the nfl might have helped some of the players well absolutely i i remember when uh, when i first came into the league we played four exhibition games and uh i remember the uh the veterans would play maybe the first quarter and then that's all they would play and then they wouldn't play much in the second game the first game maybe the first quarter second game maybe the first quarter again and it wouldn't be until your fourth game that they would probably play a half um, but the uh, and, and that's much the same with the NFL. I mean, you you'll get some, some quarterbacks that won't even see any action until the third game, and uh, and some guys will go in there, you know, for one series and uh, uh, in a game. So so for a lot of the veteran players uh, and key per, key personnel, they're not getting the you know they didn't get the reps this year. But that doesn't seem to have impacted that. It's the guys that you know i always felt that i needed to play more and to get my timing and to get myself into game shape the the lineman types the linebackers the guys that you know get used to tackling and game speed those kinds of things and and that's what we're seeing and maybe one of the reasons why the offenses are are sort of running roughshod here early in the season you mentioned running backs as well and that's changed a lot I mean, I really, I've always followed the NFL, but as I've talked about growing up in, in Evansburg, I didn't have cable, so you'd get a couple playoff games and then the Super Bowl. I would follow by looking at stats in the newspaper and reading Sports Illustrated. And then I really started watching NFL games in the 90s, and you had Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders and then Terrell Davis. And then as we've gone through this century, now look, there's still the Derrick Henrys of the world, right, that can just run over guys, and you want them carrying 25 
25 balls a game. But now it's a lot of running back by committee. And one guy might get 12 carries and one guy might get eight. And they all have to catch passes out of the backfield too. I think that's another, wasn't it? Who was it for the Raiders? Uh, didn't they have some running back that caught a whole bunch of passes back when Gannon was the, the quarterback? But that, that's another interesting shift for the running back position to me too, Blake. It's, it's not just that NFL 28 carries a game guy, get three and a half yards every carry, right? And just grind it down. Well, and, and it's because the coaches and schemes have become so much better. And uh, if you are a team that all you do is pass, I mean, they, they always talk about you got to be balanced. You got to be balanced, and it's it's so it, it's so true now, and it'll be true 50 years from now, and it was true 50 years uh, ago. That if you only do one thing, um, then that means that the the coaching staff and the other team has to concentrate on one thing. If you are good at two or three things, that makes it more difficult for them to be able to take one thing away. And that I remember going to a, a, a coaching clinic a long, long time ago, and Rich Stubler was there, and Rich Stubler who, of course, was the defensive coordinator of the, uh, of the Eskimos at the time. And, and the thing that he said as a defensive coach, he says, you have to look on film and find out what the other team does best, and then you concentrate on taking that away from them. Because, because what ends up happening, he says, coaches can't, a lot of coaches can't get to page two. If they truly believe that, there, that you know, something isn't working, they'll go back to it time and time again and 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 i think that's changed a little bit because of the diversity that the offenses offenses have if if something doesn't work you I mean, how many trick plays did we see uh, two trick plays yesterday in the in the browns game um for touchdowns uh i mean that's something that you see at minor level in high school and uh, but at the pros you rarely saw a trick play but you're seeing more and more of that diversity because and the thing about a trick play is that you have to practice it so many times and that's why coaches don't like to to put them in because you have to spend so much time on running a trick play but now with the way the offenses are to to put in a trick play it's it's a very simple little adjustment so there's not the time that's needed to be spent on those kinds of things to be successful and uh and that's what makes it tough as a defensive uh, defensive coach to be able to you know to to coach at the levels that they uh, that you're running in professional football now Blake Dermott joining us on Inside Sports 13-10 Chiefs leading the Patriots 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter Patriots got a touchdown a couple minutes ago to pull within three I, I love watching Patrick Mahomes I really think too Blake another evolution in the NFL has has been that they've embraced the mobile quarterback I, I mean I you know, like I feel like it used to be, okay, you drop back and you make a couple reads, and if it's not there, you probably get sacked or try to th- throw it into the fifth row and not get a grounding penalty. I mean, Wilson made a throw on the run yesterday against his body, whipped it downfield. You see what Mahomes and Jackson can do. And even 15 years ago when Michael Vick was starring, I remember a lot of people saying, well, this guy, he's a flash in the pan because you can't have a quarterback uh, kind of kind of freelancing like that. But now I think coaches are like give me the freelancing quarterback that's going to prolong the play well and and i think one of the reasons why you're seeing that now in the professional level is that because you have to look at where, where they're coming from they're coming from you know uh, uh dynamic offenses in in high school and college and these there are so many of these guys that can do that like you said you know 20 years ago michael vick was running around uh, uh and and making people look silly 
there was only one or two Michael Vicks. There wasn't a ton of them. So if you took Michael Vick as your number one quarterback and he ever, God forbid, got hurt, you don't have another Michael Vick in, uh, backing him up. So, so now you have to have two separate packages, one for your backup, one for your starter. But there are so many of these kinds of quarterbacks now, so many of these kinds of athletes, because, because of the, the, you know, the levels that they've, they've, they've played their whole life in this kind of, uh, uh, kind of offense, this spread offense and, and uh, zone read offense and running, and you see all colleges doing it now, that you've got one, two, maybe three guys that can, you can plug and play into, into a particular offense if, one, if your starter goes down. Now, of course, your, your level of competitive, competitiveness may not be as high, um, because obviously there's a reason why there's a starter and somebody's a backup, but you don't have to change packages, and and you can still attack with the same thing, and uh, and and that's that's something that's that's probably changed in the last ten to fifteen years. All right, look, Sunday nighter, Philadelphia wins at San Francisco. Great for Alex Singleton, the former star with the Calgary Stampeders, gets a defensive touchdown on an interception for Philadelphia. Now look, Blake, you you know what sports fans are like they will see a guy make a mistake or miss a, a miss an easy play well i could have done that and and most of the times we're joking or we say it out of frustration but how does nick mullins not see like for people who didn't see this pass it looked like it was intended for like what ha- i know you weren't a quarterback but you might have played with a couple that made the odd boneheaded throw like what what is how do you miss the guy standing right there that he scores <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I can't comment on that. I mean, we've all, you know, we've all made simple mistakes on things that we shouldn't have done. But, you know, the, the thing about it is, too, is that one of the things you got to always remember what affects any kind of a throw or any kind of a, um, uh, an interception or a mistake or sometimes a great play that uh, just happens is, is what happens around the quarterback and what happens around, you know, what is he seeing? What is he feeling? What kind of pressure is he seeing? And, and, uh, um, you know, unless you're in the shoes, you don't you don't know what that is. But I'm I'm assuming that there was what he thought, whether real or or imagined, uh, there was pressure that that caused him to rush that throw. That maybe it left his hand poorly. You never know. But uh, there's always something else that makes it you know makes a play like that. It, it, you know, you look at it and go, God, how, how did he do that? Well, there's there's reasons why that happened. Yeah. Well, but see, the thing you can say is as an offensive player, you never committed a turnover in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> well, I, I know I caused a couple. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Well, you've run into your own guy? <laughs> uh, or, you know, geez, was I supposed to block that guy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, it happens. You know, you. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget one time we and Damon Allen had a, uh, a nickname. Uh, we called him Gumby. And on this one particular play, we were playing against Calgary, and, and uh, they brought that the safety blitz, and and uh, I miscounted the guys I was blocking, and I was supposed to pick up the safety, and I didn't. And he hit Damon Allen when he had the ball, and it was, it was the ugliest thing I ever saw. We watched it on film, and he was his feet were still on the ground, and he was hit at the at the side, and his head was touching the ground, <laughs> like he was bent over so. But we thought he was, you know, we we thought that was it, and he popped right up, and was like, oh, don't let that happen again. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no time to get mad when you get a call. The next, what what happens in film though when a guy makes an obvious mistake? Is, is if you won the game, can you joke about it, or do the coaches still try to correct it? Oh well, the coaches will always try to correct it, but uh, yeah, there are times when you know if it's if it's a, a, a critical thing, it's it's amazing how quiet the room gets. 
because everybody knows it's coming. Everybody knows what happened. And uh, a lot of guys, because, you know, if you play the game long enough, you're going to make one of those kinds of mistakes too. So so it gets just real quiet. And <laughs> and especially when it happens to you, you're the guy that caused the uh, the, the, uh, the play. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes, sometimes, yeah, you can laugh about it if nobody gets hurt. But uh, <laughs> it... it uh, it, it, and sometimes, well, you know, you'll, you'll uh, lead up to it. You know it's coming. You'll just say, hey, hey, wait, here it comes, here it comes. Wait, watch this, watch this. You know, oh, you'll, you'll do some preemptive uh, strike to uh, try to take the pressure off of it. But, uh, no, it's, it's not a good feeling, and uh, it never is when, when you've made that mistake. Blake, love having you on the show. We'll keep talking football here throughout the fall and into the NFL postseason. The Chiefs do get a touchdown, miss the point after. They're up 19-10 on your Patriots. Hey, man, I hope everything is well in your world. Thank you so much for checking in. All right. Thanks a lot, Reed. That is Blake Dermott, a wide-ranging conversation about the uh, increase in offense over the last 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years in the NFL and uh, mistakes and missed blocks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he only has a couple store. I think that's the only block he missed in his career. To be fair, we're back after this timeout. All right, uh, the Chiefs here with a defensive touchdown to go up twenty-five ten. Tyron Matthew getting the touchdown. Extra point is good. So 26-10 now. Chiefs up on the Patriots. 8.48 left in the third quarter. Julian Edelman uh, basically bobbled an attempt at a reception, flipped up in the air. Matthew grabs it, runs in for the touchdown. So the Chiefs now really in control there. The other Monday nighter is 7-0 for Green Bay late in the first quarter. Three minutes left up on Atlanta. Baseball playoff update here. Earlier today, it was a 10-5 win for Houston over Oakland. The Yankees lead the Rays 2-1. That's in the bottom of the fourth. First round of the draft tomorrow in the NHL. Rounds two through seven go on Wednesday. The Oilers have to give their third rounder to Calgary either this year or next as part of the Neil Lucic deal. Here's GM Ken Holland. I would say to you today, we're probably looking at uh, at using the pick, but you know why not use as much time as you uh, as you can? We'll probably make the decision uh, once the draft gets started tomorrow, sometime uh, uh, around Wednesday. You know, get through get through t- tomorrow night, and then uh, um, probably let let them know before we get started on on Wednesday. I would say to you, we're leaning towards using it, but decide probably Wednesday morning. All right, leaning towards using it in the third round. So that means they would have to give up next year's third rounder to the Flames. Okay, I'm checking out a little bit early, but we got a great half hour coming up here. The Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott. I'll talk to you at 4 tomorrow afternoon for our live coverage of round one of the NHL draft. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports. Your studio operator this evening is Kellen Kennedy. My name's Reed. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.